Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the PA Turn Pod. In this episode, we are going to tackle on the good guys, the Sixers, the review and outlook thus far on a nice win streak. COVID takes down one of our boys, Embiid, and I believe Perry as well. So we'll dive into that, the weekly review for the Sixers. Next, we'll do the abomination that was the NFL Week 9 review. And I'm speaking for myself as a 5-9 record. Spoiler. Um, and then we'll tackle Week 10's Thursday night football preview with Baltimore heading down to Miami. And then we'll wrap up the show with our wins and losses. But first, let's take a pause for our sponsors over at Anchor. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Episode 17. Episode number Reese Hoskins and Alshon Jeffrey of the PA Turnpod. I am Rob, joined as always by a guy who is day-to-day due to COVID protocol, Joel. What's up? Don't put that into the universe. Don't you dare do that. Our boy Jojo, Joel Embiid, is in protocol, but not me, sir. I'm tired, but I have my, my, how would you say, my Darth Vader, my uh, (laughs) Bill Belichick hoodie game right now. The hoodie's up and down. I'm ready to tackle this one how are you today my dear friend i'm pretty good i haven't watched rocky in a long time but i i assume if you start punching meat then it'll be no different from uh the actual movie i do have gray sweats and converse is ready so you can't tell because uh, i'm wearing a black hoodie but i do have gray joggers on so together we we make one big rocky and you live in pennsylvania so exactly look at that we've come all full circle I don't have a meat freezer, though. I'm sure you have some kind of like, I don't know, slab of pork or rib in the frit in the freezer. So we have like, we have like thin sliced chicken breast or something in there. You can give it a good elbow drop. The people's elbow <laughs> drop. That'll I'll throw it at the dog. <laughs> Benny or Hazel? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's it. Hazel. Hazel, she keeps pooping on my floor. Oh, she's getting the, the people's elbow and a slab of ribs yeah. in the face. That's wild. Although I'll give her credit. So uh, not to get too off track, Benny was like four months old when we taught him how to walk up the steps. Hazel is 11 and a half weeks old and she walked up the steps today. So she's a G. Yeah. So it's tiny legs. I kept worrying that she was going to fall, but she did it. I saw the video and she literally blended with the steps. I do. She looks like a toy too. Sometimes she has a, she has like a little, or I got Benny this like, it's like teddy bear toy, like a month or so ago at, uh, at PetSmart, yeah. and it when she lays on the bed next to it, it looks like her. <laughs> like, why aren't you moving? Are you good? I'm uh, Uh-oh. right live on the pod. Live on the pod. Guess how many minutes it took for Dwight Howard to foul out? Twenty-six minutes. Eleven. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that game, by the way, not to spoil something later, but the uh, the first basket scorer of that game <laughs> ruined my night. <laughs> I mean, do we dive into it? <laughs> oh, well, I guess now we have mailbag, actually. Well, I will knock this out real quick. So anybody that listens know I knows I like to invest $1 per night on a three-leg parlay of first basket scorers in the NBA. Why three, though? Because it gets you good enough odds. If you do one, it's like plus 450. If you do two, it's like plus 1,100. And if I'm putting a dollar down, I'm not going to. I'm not going to throw like $10 down. If you do, if you do $1, you get like 
literally tens of thousands to one odds. So my odds tonight, I think we're what eight eighty three thousand nine hundred to one, or eight plus eighty three thousand nine hundred. So was it eight thirty nine to one? Um, I had first basket score in the the Lakers. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong date. <laughs> oh my goodness. I had the I had the first basket score in the Warriors Timberwolves game to be Andrew Wiggins, and he scored. And then I had um, in the Blazers and Suns game, I had Robert Covington, friend of the pod. He got it. And then I was actually at Applebee's watching the Lakers game, Lakers and Heat. There was not a field goal until four minutes into the game, and it wasn't for a lack of trying. <laughs> Russell Westbrook was my pick. He missed two shots in that first four-minute span. And then assisted on the first field goal, which was Avery Bradley, which ruined my night. I would have won eight hundred and forty dollars on a one dollar patch. Magic, all for not. They're going to hit again, given what happened. I hit on the first night of the season. It's going to happen again. It hit live on the podcast, didn't it? It did, yeah. Live on the podcast, we were we were shooketh. Yeah. Um, when you were watching that game at Applebee's, was who won the tip off? Um, because like I would think it's first basket, so you're saying Russell had yeah. those two shots, but if the other team had the ball to start, you're basically biting nails for them yeah. to miss for then Russell to get the so, shot. So it was Miami got the tip. Oh, somebody missed a three. Oh, oh no, yeah. I'm sorry. Somebody got fouled, and I think Butler went to the line, and mm-hmm. free throws don't count. Oh, they don't. Yeah, they don't. It's first field goal. Um, then down the other end, uh, who missed? I think it was Baysmore missed. So somebody missed a three. It might have been Avery Bradley that missed. Um, Miami got the rebound. They went down the other way. Somebody else missed. And then DeAndre Jordan got fouled and went to the free throw line. We got up and left. Um, <laughs> but, but it took until about eight minutes and 30 seconds left. Or eight minutes and I think it was eight minutes and 12 seconds left in the first quarter mm. for the first field goal to go down. Westbrook missed a three-pointer and a layup in that span. So wasn't for a lack of trying. Damn, dude. And he assisted on the layup that Avery Bradley scored. So, and listen, it's about process for me. <laughs> it's hit once, it'll hit again. I mean, you said it best in the text in one word pain. Yeah. <laughs> Rough one. Oh, Jesus. Well, should we dive into some mailbags, sir? I yeah, I understand that you have two. I do not have this uh, week. I think I have two. I have I, one. Oh, one. My fault. I, I have one that I remember off the top of my head, and the other one I have to look through my text messages to find. Ah. Um, so I'm going to leave both of these people anonymous because a lot of these questions are coming from the same people over and over. Oh, right. uh, just friends of mine. Yeah, they're friends uh, the, of the shows. Yeah, literal friends of the show. Uh, the first one: Who is the Dalmatian? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> You know, he he texted me earlier because he was listening to the party. He said, did somebody really ask you what the Dalmatian was? Yeah. And I said, yeah. Um, first question here, this is from one of my friends. Uh, what is the greatest sporting event you ever attended? The greatest sporting event that I've attended? Yeah. Damn. I don't go to many, so that's already bad for me. Um, Sporting event. I mean, I haven't been to sporting events like a lot. Really? I think the the last one I went to was a hockey one. It was, and ironically, right, the last one. Yeah, I, I was gonna to, say your favorite sport. 
right? It was some team <laughs> against the New Jersey Devils because I was uh, in yes. Newark. The Prudential and, Center. Yes, the Prudential Center, where I graduated too. Came oh, really? Came out circle. Yeah. Oh, that's I, fun. I went there before I graduated, and then when I found out where it was, I'm like, oh, I've been there. That's where the <laughs> hockey game was. So I was like full circle. Um, it was someone against the the Devils. I'd never really been to a hockey game. It was fun. Like, it was cool. It was whatever. Yeah. And then there was like a fight literally maybe 10 feet to my right, and it was two women going at it <laughs> in leather jackets, the high heels. I was like, rhinestones. I'm like, what is going on here? And they're like well past 40. And then the guys are like eyeing each other, but then they're not really going to do nothing because it's the women that are having the beef. It's a Jersey thing. And it, it is a Jersey thing. And then two rows behind me, a guy was like, shut the fuck up. I'm watching a game. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Yeah, like, I can no some play around. No one cares about the two women about to kill each other. And then the staff were like frantically panicking. They didn't know what to do. And I'm there eating popcorn while my friends are eating, drinking like this fucking beer. I forget what it's called. It's like $14. Oh, it, more than that, most likely. It was like a tall boy, too. Ooh. One of those tall boy cans. I got one of those at a Phillies game once. It was like nine bucks. But uh, yeah, that was what made it great was just the atmosphere. Never been to one. Yeah. The fight that happened, the jawing from the peanut gallery behind me. And then there was a fight on the ice and everybody was going crazy. I was like, I couldn't even see because I was so high up and yeah. I didn't care too much anyway. But uh, I think the Kraken won that night. This was back in 2018 or 17. Okay. The Kraken won that game, I believe. Yeah, they, the Kraken were just a glimmer in their uh, their father's eye at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hockey games are hockey games are a lot of fun. I mean, they they did look it would look fun. Yeah. I just didn't understand what was going on. It's a little chilly, and then if, obviously if you don't have the announcer telling you what's yeah. going on, you need like if you're not like people like yourself who aren't like big hockey fans or like don't really follow it. If you have somebody there that could explain obscure things like offsides or um, like what exactly hooking is and things like that. I had no idea what icing was. Oh, icing! Icing is impossible to explain. I tried to explain it to one of my friends through text once, and I I wound up just sending like a YouTube video. (laughs) And especially now, because an icing, you don't have to touch it. You just have to get to the to like the circles. Yeah, you just have to get to the circles now because there there was an injury a few like a little while back where somebody got like pinned to the boards because there was and icing used to be you'd have to. If you were the retrieving team, you had to touch the puck first before the other team did. Otherwise, icing was waved off. And so it, it was physical at times where both teams were going for the puck at the same time. Somebody got nailed into the boards. Yeah. Now it's just you have to get to the circles before the other team does. And it's like it's the no touch icing. But uh, uh, speaking of, I, I guess I'll appropriate my answer to um, I was at uh, both of the Flyers Winter Classic games. The one, granted, they lost both, but I was at the 2010 one in Boston on New Year's Day. They lost in overtime to the Bruins. And then the day after New Year's Day in 2012 at Citizens Bank Park against the Rangers, they lost that one. Um, Yarmir Yager got hurt in the second period. So I was at both of the first two Flyers outside games. Um, Best Flyers game I ever attended was 2010 when they clinched the Eastern Conference against Montreal in game five. That was that was like the first time that I was ever at a sporting event and like it felt like time stood still. 
because <laughs> as soon as they scored, they scored an empty net goal toward the end of that game. Jeff Carter did. And the horn, it felt like it, it went off for three minutes. Like, <laughs> and then it, um, game six against the Blackhawks, which we talked about a few episodes with, uh, with your esteemed guest. Um, they, they scored very late in that game to tie it in the third period. And that was another time time felt like it stood still. So those two games really stuck, stood out to me. And, um, I'm trying to think of other ones I'd been to. So I was obviously very fortunate to go to a bunch of Flyers games when I was growing up. I mean, you're talking about the greatest too. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, that was the best season they had in my lifetime anyway, aside from 04, which I don't really remember. And I was um, like, I, yeah. You've been to a, a bunch of Sixers game and all we can say is pain. Because a lot of pain. I was at, um, the most painful one would probably be game seven. Oh, yeah, so I, I, I'm not a big like football in person guy. One because it's cold. Two, I'd rather just watch it on TV. Um, yeah. And three, three now like one of my few days off that's actually consistent is Sunday. I like to just hang out at home. Um, but I was at baseball wise. I was at the game the Phillies won against the Rays when they clinched it. And you were at the was, World Series. I was at both parts of that game. Yeah, we had season tickets. Um, it was yeah. so cold the first half of that game. Like when the 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 first night that they tried to play it. Yeah. It was raining and we were in the rain. It was my parents and I, and like my parents had like a colleague with them. So we had four tickets and it was so cold. And behind our section was like a, uh, like a hot dog vendor. Almost all the stands had turned into like hot chocolate coffee stands for the yeah. world series. Uh, so like they just ran up there and got like hot chocolate, just all like put their hands on it. <laughs> and then eventually during the delay, they were like, dozens of us trying to like kind of cram into like the elevator chute, like the elevator room <laughs> yeah. and they kicked everybody out. And then we wound up just leaving during the delay. And then luckily on the radio, they announced that it was going to be a suspended game. The second half of the game wasn't nearly as cold. And because it was only like two and a half innings, it didn't last very long. So that was pretty sweet. Um, Shit. And then the next year I was at the game that Jimmy Rollins walked off Jonathan Broxton in game four against the uh, Dodgers. The Dodgers. Yeah. That was that was one of the loudest times that state had ever been, and then Halliday's no hit of the following year. Oh, you went to that um, one. I was, yeah. Dude, you went to some great. Yeah, we, we we had season tickets. What would happen is my dad would sell half the regular season tickets. That would make his money back for the um for the, the season pretty much, and then he would sell one playoff game, which would pretty much pay off a round. So, I think we sold game two against the Reds. We went to the first game. And then the same thing in the uh, the Giants series. I think we sold game one and went to game two. Uh, That's not and a then, bad play. No. And then the only two, the three Sixers games that stick out to me, um, I was at the the game that Embiid and Dario Sharis debuted in Philly. Oh, yeah? That was awesome. That was so cool. After being at so many process games when they sucked, <laughs> um, to hear Embiid's name and then just see him play, they lost that night to Oklahoma City. That was the night the fat guy in the stands gave Westbrook the double bird. Um, <laughs> You've been at some infamous yeah. great times there. Yeah, and then Embiid. That was fun. And then um, the first process playoff game against Miami was amazing. Even though Embiid didn't play, he rang the bell before the game. And then, uh, Did he? <laughs> and then I was at the Embiid windmill game the next year against Toronto, game four. I'm sorry, game three. When they beat him by like 30 and Embiid did the windmill. And he dunked it in the fourth quarter. It's I have to see it again. Yeah, and then he did the airplane celebration running down the floor. Kind of time. That was a great game. And then after that, it's been nothing but pain. 
<laughs> I mean, I wish I could have yeah. those stories. It's just work for me. I just, yeah. it just sucks. I mean, I grew up very fortunate. My parents would, they had season tickets to certain sports. I was also at Jordan's final game for what it's worth. This guy um, just keeps, <laughs> we have the program somewhere. It's, I, it's within all my crap here because we moved, yeah. but it's it. I have the program from that game. And then we have some pictures that, uh, Either my mom or my dad took. You with the Scotty Pittman jersey on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what uh, what jersey I would have been wearing. It wasn't the uh, the Keith Van Horn one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wasn't uh, the white chocolate, the white Mamba. Scala Brini. Yeah. Well, speaking of sporting events, uh, I will be going to the Sixers game tomorrow night but if you're listening to this most likely later tonight Thursday night I will be going to the Wells Fargo Center for the first time ever ever I'm excited for you and they'll be hosting the Raptors the Kyle Lowry less Toronto Raptors don't know how the Raptors are this season but I know the Sixers are doing pretty well but I'm pretty bummed out that uh, the God himself won't be there playing because of COVID protocols. So there's a chance I would imagine that maybe Curry plays. Um, Harris has been in COVID protocol for like a week. That so he's got to be coming out soon. But he's like, but Harris and Embiid like are both actually sick. Um, Isaiah Joe, I think is contact tracing. And then who's the other one that's someone else is out. You tell me. Uh, Thibault. Oh, Thibault's Th- out? Thibault's in the protocol. I don't know if he's sick though. Fuck. Harris is questionable tomorrow, so there's a chance he might play. And Beat's probably out. Um, he he's been he's expecting to miss several games. Uh, Seth Seth Curry's day to day, but he's questionable tomorrow. He might play. And then um, Thibel has a little news thing. Uh, the only thing for Thibel is that he was out for Tuesday's game. Um, but you, the entire starting five is missing last game. So, I mean, you're going to see a good game because they've been playing really hard the last few games. They have. And they have. Um, you're going to see some fun players too, like Paul Reed and uh, obviously Cork, Cork Moss has been awesome lately. I, I got to hear this pop for uh, Cork Moss that you say. Dude, he gets a big popular. one. They love him. They love Maxi. Uh, Shake Milton's pretty popular. I mean, let's just dive into it, the Sixers review. But, I mean, yeah. the boy – I mean, I'm jumping ahead of myself with a boy, Maxi. 17 points, I think, to start the first quarter against Milwaukee. Yeah. But let's just so. So we since are. we last uh, spoke to you guys, uh, what was it, Friday? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we led into the weekend. They uh, they played Chicago in Chicago. Saturday that night. Was a, yep, Saturday night. Uh, that was a 114-105 Sixers win. And Bede's, like last game played, I believe. Yeah. He had 35, I'm sorry, 30 points and 15 rebounds. And then for, uh, for Korkmaz had 25 points off the bench. Um, no other, uh, all five Sixers starters had at least 10 points. Zach Levine had 32. Yeah. Zach Levine had 32. DeRozan had 25. Uh, and then pretty much nobody else did anything for the Bulls. So did you see any of that game? You know the answer to that question, sir. You watched or- every second. Work, baby. Work kills yeah. me. I can't yeah. watch nothing. I yeah, my Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, I work open to close on Saturday, so I think I caught like a little bit of the second quarter maybe when I got home. Um, I saw the end of that game. They really played. Like I sounds like a broken record. They really did play hard. 
and they deserve that game. That was the last one to beat Blade. So he hit a dagger in the fourth. So Niang hit, hit a big three in the fourth. You're big on that, Niang. I love that dude. And then Embiid hit like a stupid step back. I can't believe it went in. He just, he's incredible. He's probably, is he the best sixer of our lifetime? Niang? Or is, or is it, yes. No, Embiid. Um, second. Behind uh, behind Niang? No. Niang's probably like a top 72. Six. Uh, he's not even a 76 on a 76er um, on all time. Embiid probably, I would put him in the top five. You got him, Iverson, Doc, right? Doc we, were, were we alive for Doc? Oh, you're talking about like for our lifetime? Yeah, like, our lifetime. Oh, oh. I meant, it's it's him and out. Iverson, right? Yeah, him and Iverson. Um, Keith Van maybe, Horn. Can't. Maybe Bar- Barkley, maybe. I don't know if, no. when he left. Keith Van Horn. Van Horn, Matumbo. Matumbo, Eric Snow. Eric Chill. Oh. I, uh, Kyle, one, Kyle Corver. Yes, one of my favorite pieces of sports memorabilia is oh. I have an Eric Snow globe. <laughs> it, it was like a giveaway in like 2002. And it's Eric Snow dribbling a basketball and it's a snow globe. That's dope. It's actually really cool. <laughs> I can't wait to see your man cave. Yeah, I gotta get that thing set up already. No, um, but, uh, seriously, um it, it's him I, and Iverson, I would imagine, right? Yeah, it's him and Iverson. Iverson just did so much. It was just Yeah. It was, it was pound for pound watching him play. Just like it is probably for Embiid. Mm-hmm. For you watching him. I haven't really watched too much. But like with Iverson, there was an aura. There was like there was a swag. There was a vibe that you know yeah. he's gonna play hard, and he's gonna play every game. And Bede, every time he goes for a dunk, I'm like, please land, don't fuck up. Yeah, seriously. I, I'm always like on eggshells when I watch him. And I was also like, like he changed things in the NBA. He he was like the first tatted up cornrows, like shooting sleeve, compression sleeve, like little finger sleeves. Like he was the first guy to do that. And a lot of guys followed him probably because of the fact that he did that. Um, he, he kind of has been like the, the merger exactly. of like, yeah, he's like, he's like responsible a little bit for like the merger of like pop culture, like that hip hop culture and NBA kind of combining. Cause it was a little bit different before him and it's been different since. Um, I, I wonder if you would have, what's a good example. If you would have like a Lou Williams type of a personality or like a, I guess Carmelo to an extent, without an Iverson. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean he did a lot, like on and off the court and like swag, but also I, I believe because of him, not I don't think because of Iverson himself, but the way that clothing, the trend was. Mm-hmm. The NBA implemented that dress code where you have to come in in a suit or something like that. I remember that yeah. was a big thing. And Iverson, I don't think he really played ball too well with that, but he did it anyway because it was mandatory. Yeah, I think they made it. The dress code, I don't even know what it is now because you see the pictures the Sixers tweet out all the time. And it's like Corkman showing up in like a grout fit and <laughs> like Niang showing up in like a, a, a Mike Schmidt jersey. But I, I think there was some sort now. of a, yeah. I think there was a rule put in place that you had to show up in something at least like like casual or whatever. Formal. Yeah, formal is the word. There you go. That's a better word. It's late, folks. Um, <laughs> Monday night, the Sixers lost to the New York Knicks. 
Uh, 103.96, that was at the center. You called uh, that, too. Corkmaz, I got it wrong. Um, Corkmaz, yeah, I said that would be the only game they win. Um, it turns out the only game they won was Saturday. Um, Corkmaz had 19. Drummond had 14 points and 25 rebounds. Um, they were playing without Embiid, Harris, Thibel, and Isaiah Joe. And the Knicks acted like they won the, the NBA title that night. They did. <laughs> That's what happens when you're a team full of bums. Um, and then speaking of a team full of bums, Giannis pretending he won another championship beating the Sixers on Tuesday. Tyrese Maxey and Giannis each had 31. Drummond had 17 points and 20 rebounds. Drummond had 31 points and 45 rebounds in the span of two games. And then Niang had 21. The Sixers were missing. If you were to go back and look at game one of either playoff series from last year, the the starting five from either game one of the, the playoff series from last year, not a single starter started on Tuesday. It was it was Maxi Shake, Corkmaz, Paul Reed, and Andre Drummond. And so BS is out. Danny Green came off the bench. Uh, Seth Seth Curry was out. And Beaton Harris are both in the COVID protocol. So for them to play, they played pretty hard. And I watched a good portion of that game after I got home from work. It was close for the most part. And then Milwaukee kind of just pulled away. They had a couple of shots down the stretch. And, you know, Giannis, you know, got away with whatever he gets away with every game. Um, what so, I mean, a technical foul for what he did. I didn't, I saw a still picture of him sitting near midcourt near the end of the game. Yeah. I, I, I think that was actually from a different game. Oh, um, really? it, they, somebody tweeted it as if it were last night, but the, the art on the court is different from what they, cause they had the spectrum logo on the court last night. Oh, did they? And if you look closely, yeah, if you look closely in that picture, it has a seven, six in the background. So I think someone might've mm. misquoted that or misused that. Um, did this was, little, oops, uh, I was going to say someone was basically saying like, Oh, look at Giannis celebrating when he didn't have him be got out there. Yeah, they played against the COVID-ridden Sixers. Um, did this stretch tell you anything? Because I have one takeaway, two takeaways. Yeah, it told me a lot that, yeah, like they do miss Ben Simmons on the court, his defensiveness, but this team plays hard. They play hard for Doc, and they play hard for themselves and the city. Yeah. And they know that there's like a big shadow over this team because of, you know, redacted. But... uh they can hang with potential playoff teams and obviously the defending champs and playoff teams. I say potential because the Bulls, a lot of hype, and they look pretty good early on in the season. Yeah. They've, will they be in the playoffs? The East, most likely, because it's weak, but never know, right? But they play hard, and you got no names. I mean, excuse me, no names. Like, your God, Niang. But they're getting output from the bench, which I think I said in the very beginning when I, we did our NBA preview, the Sixers, they got a bench, will be good. Because I can't have our starters basically do the whole game on a series, like a Game 7 series, night out and night out, especially for Embiid. He needs rest. You need someone reliable, and uh, Dwight wasn't cutting it, but Drummond is looking like a great pickup right now. Yeah. Five rebounds in two games. Drummond looks like the best backup Embiid has ever had. Um, yeah. I said it the other night. I don't know if it was to you or if I tweeted it. Um, Drummond is so much better than what Dwight and Horford offered as backup centers that it's not even funny. I think you mentioned it on the pod. Yeah. And 
So my main two takeaways from these last few games, I was a little kind of um, bullish on Maxi when the season started up because I don't like him because I, I questioned if the role made sense. Obviously, they had no choice to play him as the starting point guard with BS out. Like he's too, it's too soon for him. I, I think, and, and and I think he's more suited to be like a second unit um, facilitator. But he's looked really good, and I think I saw a stat the other night. He played like 140 minutes in four games, and he only has two turnovers. Uh, and in the last two games, he played like 80-something minutes and didn't have a single turnover. So that's really impressive, especially when you're pretty much the only guy on the floor that knows how to dribble. Um, <laughs> uh, Milton coming back and being able to kind of anchor that second unit as the as the primary facilitator also helps because you're not running Corkmaz or Isaiah Joe as your backup you know, ball handler. And um, so my main two takeaways are Maxi, and then the, basically this is the bench that's playing. It, it's very reassuring to have a bench. This is basically the bench unit that's playing. It, it's reassuring to have a, a unit like that that can score and stay in games. So when Embiid is out, when Harris is out, when Curry's out, obviously you hope they aren't all out at the same time. But when any of those guys are out, you have a cork mod, you have a Niang, you have a Drummond that can step in and help out. Totally agree. I think we mentioned it last on the last episode. Um, we have basically an essential starting five as the second unit. Yeah. So and they're doing they're hanging in there and handling their own against the Knicks, the Bucks, the Chicago Bulls, two game series already in the span of a week. Yeah. They're doing pretty well. And once they you know, they get the guys healthy back and redacted most likely will not play, but you know, it's day to day with him. Yeah. Um, this team is something uh, to mess with. And I like them in the three four spot in the playoff bubble. Yeah, if they can stay consistent, I mean they have a good regular season team. Um so Danny Green didn't start last night, or if you're listening to this, he didn't start Tuesday night. Corkmaz did. Do you think that is something that they should continue with, even when the, you know, say you get Maxi Curry, Harris, and Bede are all back? Um, would you prefer to see Danny Green start and Corkmoss come off the bench, or do you want Corkmoss starting Danny Green off the bench? Uh, the latter. I think I would go with Corkmoss to start just because go with the hot hand mm -hmm. and he's a little younger, I would think, right? Yeah. And less, you know, and he's a veteran anyway, Danny Green. He can be a good second unit, be like the one that can calm everyone down. As Shake is the primary ball handler, right? When well, yep. you have a veteran in Danny Green on defense as well for that second uh, unit. So, and he can shoot. Well, if, if he's not airballing, yeah. who do you, uh, and then who do you think would be on the floor at the end of the game? So you think it would be Corkmaz or green, or do you think it would be one of those things where Corkmaz is having a good game? We're going to go with him. Niang's having a good game. We'll go with him. Shake's having a good game. We'll go with him. Green's having a good game, et cetera. I'm always a believer to go with the hot hand, the hot unit, yeah. but it could be situations, you know, if you need like defensive stop, I would go with Danny. Yeah. And if you need uh or even Thibault. Or Thibault. And if you need scoring, I would have them both because Danny Green can't shoot the three. And Corkmaz is, you know, streaky with the three. But it's all situational. But I would go with the hot hand. I always believe in the hot hand. Yeah. Uh, and then rhythm. And then two more things before we move on to the to the niffle. Um, <laughs> um so Thursday the Sixers play the Raptors. You will be in attendance. Um, who? Game. So that's the only game between now and the next pod. Who do you think wins that game? The Sixers. Sixers. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a nice game for Maxi. I think 
Drummond's going to consistently have that double-double. Yeah. And, I mean, Paul Siakam, if, if he's still playing, I don't know. I haven't like looked at the Raptors. Yeah, the Raptors are 6-6 six and six right now. He might be going off. Um, they don't look like they have any injuries right now. Starting five is Red Van, Fred Van Fleet, Gary Trent, um, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, and Pascal Siakam. So the, the Raptors are playing an interesting brand of basketball right now where they're not using particular uh, like like traditional centers. They're just using five guys with good length or four guys with good length and Fred Van Vliet. Um, and they're encouraging whoever gets the rebound to push the ball. So this could pose issues in transition, especially if Drummond is getting minutes tomorrow. I would expect to see a little bit more Paul Reed than Drummond. And I think you're going to see a lot of Niang at the four or the five. Um, this would be a re- this would be the perfect game to have BS on the floor because you can pretty much guard one through five and play one through five. Yeah. So if he were back and he were you know you know not sad or whatever and playing, this would be a good game for him because you, they they have uh, Siakam is playing the five. They have uh, Precious Achua is like their most traditional center, I guess. Yeah. But you know Ananobi has length. Uh, Gary Trent has length. They have a bunch of guys with length. Scotty Barnes that can just pick the ball off the rim and push it. So it's going to be an interesting game. If the Sixers can play transition defense, I think they have a good chance to win. I think my brain tells me the Raptors will make it a good game. I think the Sixers will win. Yeah, I don't expect it to be a blowout. I think it will be close down to the wire, possibly overtime if I'm lucky. But then I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't hope for overtime down at Wells Fargo Center. Speaking of overtime... Uh, the Heat and the Lakers are about to go into overtime. Jesus, and I almost put money on that game. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, Westbrook has a triple-double. Is he going to quadruple? 25, 11, and 13. Only six turnovers. Ah, there's still time. <laughs> Kyle Lowry's pretty close to a triple-double. He's got 18 points, six rebounds, 10 assists. So we will uh, monitor that game quite a bit. Nah. Um, and then my last question, do you think there's any legitimacy to the uh, the rumors that Jalen Brown and BS could be traded for one another? I haven't, to be honest, I haven't like heard much of it from what you told me and then a couple guys at work that yeah. that's the rumor. And that was Monday, I want to say. Yeah. This past Monday. But I haven't heard anything recently. But if it's being consistently, because the, the latest I've heard was the Boston Celtics came out after that came out and they denied it. And I took that as a flag of, oh, this is probably serious enough that it could have happened. And Jalen Brown probably was like, what the, what the hell is happening here? Why is my name being brought up? And they did damage control. Yeah. I I have two thoughts on it. Firstly, if, so the first one is that I think it was taken out of context. Okay. If the Celtics wanted BS, and the Sixers would not trade him unless Jalen Brown was in the trade is the report that I read. Yeah. And that was the wording that I saw. It wasn't that the Celtics are offering Jalen Brown for redacted. It's it's if the Sixers are going to trade him, it's going to be for Jalen Brown. Uh, that was the first way I read it. And the second one was if this were truly an offer, it would have been done by now. Cause there's no way you turn that down. Are you talking about from both parties or one party? Uh, well, if if Boston offered you Jalen Brown for redacted, how do you not say yes? As a Sixer, that's a huge upgrade over what you have right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. And what, sure. what, what more? What more are you gonna get? Would Boston want that? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. I think he fits. Oh, like okay 
with what they're doing at center. So like the, the big, the big problem with him is that when he plays with like a, like a center that plays in the post, there's not enough space on the floor. That's why I never worked with Dwight last year. That's why sometimes I've had trouble working with a bead. They have, you know, they have cancer. They still have Horford, but I think they're using Robert Williams as their primary center. Um, so I, I think they, I think it would work. Let me find out Horford is uh, the mediator between Boston and BS. Like, hey, buddy. Yeah, God. We can, we can make it work in Boston, not in Philly. Jesus. Yeah, him and, him and his annoying sister. Um, <laughs> all right, week four. Uh, week four. Uh, week nine in the NFL. Segment um, four. Yeah, it's Niffle. late. So in, in the Neffel, um, Joel went five and nine. And he went one and two in the TTP. Hey man, hey man, I already did this in the rundown. You don't have to bring it up again. Jesus, uh, pain. <laughs> no, if it makes you feel better. You're 81 and 55 on the picks. Let's go. That's good for 59.56%. 10 and 14 on TPTP. Um, Asterisk because I didn't do the first, uh, yeah. first CTP. So you're at 41.67% for a grand total of 91 and 69, which is a 56.88%. Let's go. Um, I went nine and five on the picks, three and zero on the TTP. Second time this season I've been able to do that. Ninety four and forty two on the picks. Who's <laughs> counting? Sixty nine percent and ten, uh, seventeen and ten on the TTP. Sixty three percent. One eleven and fifty two, good for sixty eight total. So, still some time left. We're only halfway through the season. That'll even out more as we get to the end. Uh, we'll do what we did last week, where we kind of look through the scores and kind of react on the fly. You look like you have something to say. Oh man, I wish this was a Friday episode. <laughs> uh it's it whatever I have to say is well off topic. <laughs> well off topic. I mean, throw it out there. All right. <laughs> Explain to me. You went bowling today. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a picture that your queen posted of you. Yeah, so I, I saw you oh. question this. I, I will explain it. First of all, I'm 20 feet away from the lane. Before I shove my fingers into the holes, I hold the ball in my offhand. That picture was taken during my transition phase where I I am drying off my right hand and about to put my hand on the ball. Hey, you are yo. you are currently I'm going to find you in the in a <laughs> graveyard shortly. I'm going to have to send you an, uh, a respirator. Yeah. So, so Joel has Joel took owners took onus with the um with my technique. Um, I, I saw it. If we're if we're, <laughs> my man, you're cupping the bowling ball with your thumbs firmly in there. What's going on? <laughs> what is that? Well, no, no, I don't have my left thumb in there. I'm holding the ball with my left hand, about to let go with my left hand and I cock it back with my right. Hey, yo. I don't know what you have a problem with. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm two and oh on the season. Okay. Well, I heard apparently you won twice tonight, but yeah. She says, no idea what's going on there. Must be working, lol, because <laughs> you won twice. Well, no, what, what's happening there is I have my hand, my right hand is the is my bowling hand, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, because that thumb is firmly deep in there. Pause. Yeah, the, th- the thumb's in there. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going a pinky and ring in there, and I'm holding the ball with my left hand, about to let go of it. 
And it's just a, the timing. The left. <laughs> well, it's because I usually hold it with my left before I oh, I get cool. ready to, to roll because I'm waiting for the, the lane to set up. You're about 50 feet from the lane, by the way. Yeah. So I was just holding it. And then, I don't know. <laughs> I just Good happened best. to see the, re- the, uh, the reply and I died. <laughs> like no idea but he won twice <laughs> must be working it works it's like sean marion taking a three it just it doesn't look good but it works <laughs> or or uh hakeem noah yeah oh goodness <laughs> we gotta do worse worse uh shooting i guess whatever yeah those two and um michael kid gilchrist all right so i guess we'll start with the hometown <laughs> team yeah uh good. so the chargers beat the eagles 27 24 they barely cover the one which was terrifying. Um, <laughs> was so bad. currently on this season, so Justin Herbert was 32 for 38, 84%. So the all-time record for completion percentage was is held by Drew Brees in a single season, Yeah, which is like 70-something percent. The Eagles defense is currently allowing, in the entire season, a higher percentage than what Drew Brees threw for that season. And the defensive coordinator is just like, he uses more words to say nothing than anybody on the planet except for his own head coach. So Herbert, 356, two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, whatever, again. Jordan Howard scored a touchdown. Kenneth Gainwell scored a touchdown. Dallas, uh, Devontae Smith scored a touchdown. I don't even know what to say about this game. <laughs> I'm kind of sick of watching the Eagles. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just getting demoralizing at this point. I mean, I thought they won when they had Devontae Smith, but I think it was a tie at that point. But then I was at work. It was busy as usual. And then I happened to look at the box. Like, oh, let's see what's the latest. The last time we saw it was twenty four twenty four, And then, of course, a minute and something left. Chargers are at the Eagles 30, and the Eagles have one timeout. Like, and on 30, and I was like, oh, this yeah. is it. This is where they, they go up three, and then the Eagles just have no shot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was a Derek Barnett penalty mixed in there somewhere. Um, the Eagles are just not good enough to beat these teams, and it's amazing they were in this game. Hurst played think? a decent second half, but I mean, did he? Whatever. Yeah. Would you have preferred? I mean, it was close, but would you have preferred them to go with Minshew a little bit for a couple plays in the series? Because uh, Sirianni looks like a bad hire right now. I mean, unless Hurts really looks lost, which, I mean, I don't think he looks lost. He just doesn't look as good as the other quarterbacks in the league. I don't see the point in having Minshew touch the field, but, I mean, I don't even know this, but I don't really care. I'm almost hoping that they just draft a quarterback and start over next year. Do you? Because then if Sirianni doesn't pan out again, now you have a new head coach coming in with a quarterback that he didn't want. It's, it's yeah, a- I, 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 Sirianni's not going to pan out at all. At least with Doug, when you thought he was kind of a goof his first year, you could see glimpses. And then obviously the second year, you know, he, he kind of caught lightning in a bottle, but he, he showed that he can coach a team. So Doug, at least through the growing pains, you were like, hey, there's a chance here. This guy is in way over his head. He he uses so many words and says absolutely nothing in his press conferences. I haven't and seen then, one yet. And I don't do it. And then Jonathan Gannon, his deep coordinator, Cannot get, can't even talk himself out of a plastic bag because he tries to do the same thing. He'll just say so many words and he doesn't actually say anything. Like it, it's ridiculous. Do you see any chance that they make personnel movement before the end of the season? Player wise or coach wise? Coach wise. 
No. Like, not Sirianni per se, but like the deep the coordinator, like, all right, it's not working. I, th- right I could see them firing both coordinators in the offseason. Offense and defense? I, I would definitely. Uh, Shane Steichen, I don't know anything about. Sirianni, for all intents and purposes, is the offensive coach. Steichen doesn't even call plays. I can see them moving on from Gannon in the offseason. The biggest issue I have with the staff is if you look at Doug, Doug brought in Frank Reich, John Filippo, and um, Jim Schwartz, three guys who had been in the NFL for a while. Um, McVay, when he was hired, yeah, McVay, when he was hired, Wade Phillips, his defensive coordinator. Um, I'm trying to think of another example. Uh, Matt Nagy, Chicago. I don't know if he inherited Vic Fangio, but Vic Fangio was there. Um, I know what you're getting at, though. Yeah, there's not a the the only veteran coach on the staff is the offensive line coach, Jeff Stoutland, who was very close to leaving for Alabama on the offseason. And I wouldn't be surprised if he did it this offseason. He's probably kicking himself for that. Yeah, I believe um, they actually got him from Bama, huh. which is where the connection came from. But there's not a single veteran coach on the staff, nobody that has any type of experience with anything. Not and that. It, he didn't surround himself with that. He just kind of picked whoever he liked or wh- whoever fit his scheme or whatever, but he should have surrounded himself with veteran talent. And granted, you didn't expect to lose Deuce Daly, but if Deuce wanted the job, yeah. Laurie didn't want it because he didn't fit, quote-unquote, the mold. And now he's in Detroit. I believe he's in Detroit. Yep. I mean, look how that team's playing. Pretty hard. Yeah, I'd rather be... I think there's more to be excited about with the Lions than there is to be the, about the Eagles. Um, yeah, for sure. Moving on. Let's just get away from the oh, right, depressing right before, games. Right before that. Yes. I would ahead. play. I would probably play harder for Dan Campbell than Sirianni at this point. Sirianni, I would want to play hard. I would play less hard to get him fired. <laughs> um. All right, Cleveland went to Cincinnati, beat the Bengals forty-one sixteen. Game of the uh, week. This was this is one of your TTPs. You had the over in this game as your lock. <laughs> the Browns darn near hit it themselves. Um, Nick Chubb, for the love of God, one hundred thirty-seven yards, two touchdowns. Donovan Peoples-Jones, two catches, 86 in the touchdown. Meanwhile, Joe Mixon, 64 yards, two touchdowns. T. Higgins, six catches, 78 yards. Jamar Chase, six catches, 49 yards. Uh, what's your takeaway from this game, aside from the fact that the Bengals just got shellacked? I was just going to say the Bengals have been just going downward spiral since we've acknowledged that they're the number one seed. They've Confusing. They've the opposite <laughs> direction. Yeah, speaking, um, yeah. No, I was going to say, uh, the big takeaway is looks like this Browns offense is back to business after letting go of OBJ. Yeah. Look at that, um, how football works. That was a confusing game. And then the next one was equally as confusing. This one made more logical sense because Denver has a really good defense, but Denver just kind of dominated the Cowboys. 30 16 was the final score. Uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon combined for 191 yards on the ground. Teddy Bridgewater actually had. Three carries for negative one yards and a touchdown. Um, Tim Patrick, four catches, 85 and a touchdown. Cowboys, Dak Prescott, 19 for 39. Um, uh, Is that below 50%? Yeah. Two touchdowns a pick. Uh, Zeke Elliott, not much on the ground. Dalton Schultz was a leading receiver. Uh, Weird game. Uh, Malik Turner, five catches, 33 yards and two touchdowns. So. Just like everybody predicted, Malik Turner and Olamide Zacchaeus with two touchdowns apiece this week. Uh, 
what do you make of that game? Is it just like a weird one? Because I mean, the Broncos are a decent team. They are, but look, they like another one. Oh, but Jay leaves Cleveland. Cleveland looks like a world beater on offense. Here's Denver. They get rid of Von Miller. Staple out there. Boom. Look at them shutting down yeah. the Dallas offense. What is going on? I couldn't tell you. And then this next game was also weird. The Houston Texans and the Miami Dolphins. 17-9. What? Um, My head is spinning. Yeah, you picked a good week to not see much of these. Uh, Danny Amendola threw a pass. Danny Amendola is still in the league. I think I um, mentioned that in the very beginning of our podcast journey. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, a year after the Chargers tried to murder him, and then a few weeks after he got benched or he got injured, 43 dropbacks. Actually, 48 dropbacks got sacked five times. Um, what an awful game. He was 24 for 43, 243 interceptions and five sacks. Um, Dolphins, Jacoby Brissett gets the start. He goes 26 of 43. Uh, really no noteworthy uh, statistics in this game, except Jalen Waddell had eight catches for 83 yards. Mike Kosicki, four catches, 54. And then, uh, I mean, obviously, the, the game like that score, there's not really a whole lot going on. Dolphins cover the minus four. Um, and, and we just, we're just going to move on from this one, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one was a really good game. This is one of my mini hunch games, and I was – of course, didn't have the balls to take it. To know, yes. To know, up until this point, I'm zero and four, including Thursday night. <laughs> so well, that's you're about how... to be zero and five at the next one. The Falcons beat the Saints twenty-seven twenty-five. Jesus, um, Trevor Simeon, what happened? I was drinking too much Kool Aid. Told you, Ola, Ola Mide Zacchaeus, lock of the week, two touchdowns. Had to be plus like plus a million. I don't know. Matt Ryan looks awesome. <laughs> um, good for him. <laughs> Mike Davis, nine carries, 13 yards. Cordero Patterson, nine carries, 10 yards. Matt Ryan, five carries, eight yards. Felipe Franks, two carries, three yards. That can't be him. Oh, my God, he's in the NFL. What a game. Um, Taysom Hill, two for two, one, uh, 33 yards. Trevor Simeon takes the loss. Um, Young Way Koo hits the field goal at the end to win it for the Falcons. I told you, dude, these, these division games are always close in the south. Yeah, and I was sure. I was dangerously close to picking the Falcons. I wish I did. I I don't know nothing about football. <laughs> so zero and five. Zero and five, um, and I feel like I'm going another loss here. We're gonna sleep. We're gonna sweep this one under the rugs. Uh, the the Raiders <laughs> lost to the Giants twenty three sixteen. Um, I can't believe it. Derek Carr, the uh. Second most tragic car for the Raiders this past week, I guess. Um, <laughs> oh my God. 30 of 46, one touchdown, two picks. Josh Jacobs back from injury. He looked pretty good. Um, Darren Waller, of course, 792 and no touchdowns. Uh, Hunter Renfro, seven for 49 and a touchdown. Uh, the Giants, Daniel Jones played a pretty good game. He was kind of a game manager for the most part, but you need to be that sometimes. They ran the ball well. Devontae Booker, uh, 99 yards. Uh, a touchdown for Ivan Angram was actually a really nice touchdown. Kind of mossed somebody. Yeah, he mossed someone at the top of the screen. Um, Galladay just not even involved. And what a disheartening pickup that's been for them. I thought that was going to be a really good pickup to help put them over the top, Kenny yeah. Galladay. And he just been nothing. <laughs> I'm going to read you his game log. Um, six for 64, eight catches, 38. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Four catches for 64, three catches for 38. Four for 64, six for 116, zero, and then two for 28. 
he only has 310 yards this season. Um, last year, he was injured for a good bit. And then his rookie season, he didn't play a ton. This would be the lowest total he's had aside from those two seasons. Um, and he's coming off. He's only a two years removed from two consecutive 1,000-yard seasons with five touchdowns or more. He doesn't have a touchdown this year. Jesus. So kind of upsetting for him. I thought that was a good spot for him to land. I mean, there's this more, you know, games left in the season. Maybe he'll, he'll turn around. Yeah. Maybe it's just not a fit at this moment. but I mean, Maybe with a new quarterback, too. Maybe he'll fit better. <laughs> right. All right. First hunch that I actually took. The Patriots defeated the Panthers. Panthers just look like they're spiraling out of control. That over 7.5 looks terrible now. Bro, this Mac- is the asterisk one. Cause I took the Carolina Panthers because you told me P.J. Walker was starting. And then here yeah, comes well, Sam. Well, he, he is. He is starting this week. It what didn't help me last week. Well, he took all the first team reps from what I read. And then uh, Saturday night they, they activated McCaffrey and then they said that he uh that ghost boy was gonna start. Yeah. Uh yeah. Mac Jones, full on game manager, 12 for 18, 139. Um, who is this? R. Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson, just like we all predicted, the leading scorer, leading rusher for the Patriots and the leading receiver. So he's like a mini Cordero Patterson, I guess. Um, Rex Burkhead. Janu Smith technically had a carry. Technically. And uh, yeah, one carry for four yards. Um, And Darnold had three interceptions. Darnold's QBR was lower than what a QBR would be if you just, if you drop back and spiked the ball every single play. (laughs) He had a 26.3 QBR, which was somehow... Barely higher than my GPA in high school. Oh my god! <laughs> what an Same awful game that was! What like an awful boy, week! I like how your boy just yelled at him, scolded at him like a little boy. Yeah, Robbie Anderson said, uh, "I think he's told him to figure it out or something like that." So at this point, yeah. you're what? Oh, and six. That's that's clean for. Don't be a bitch. Get your shit together, dude. Give me, give me PJ Walker already. <laughs> Probably right. what he was saying. Where's PJ at? Yeah. Uh, one more before you got the next one correct. Oh, and seven, um, by the way. Just like everybody predicted, a week of bold predictions. The Jaguars defeat the Bills nine to six the- in the uh, the suck bowl. Not a single touchdown was scored. Um, if, if we go back, I don't know if you've gone back and listened to it, but when we hit this part, need I say more? And then here I go, the Jaguars, baby, let's go. No, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. And then we literally glossed over and went to the next game. We pretended this one didn't even exist. <laughs> exactly. Um, it was like a no-brainer. Uh, it was like the lock uh, of the year. Yeah, so Trevor Lawrence got hurt, and C.J. Beathard took over halfway through the game. I didn't even know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Uh, I believe Lawrence might be expected to play next week, but Beathard is one of, the, one of my favorite backups in the league. Um, always on my Madden team. There's like nothing. I'm looking at the the stats. There's like nothing worth noting. The backup quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars defeated the Buffalo Bills. I wouldn't say he defeated the Buffalo Bills, oh, but he he happened to play in a game where the Bills lost. Terrible. If you before the game would have, so you know how um I would have put a hundred dollars that the Bills would have won just to get five bucks and I would have lost a hundred bucks. What do you think the odds were? What do you think the odds were when you go for any time touchdowns? It, it, at the very bottom, it says no touchdown scored. 
What do you think the odds were? Like a plus eleven thousand, at least, or plus three thousand on the safe side. Something crazy. Um, so the Ravens then defeated the Vikings. This was actually a really good game. That was a um, pretty good game. I enjoyed watching. I saw the tail end of this one. Over Dalvin Cook. Uh, yes, Over Dalvin time. Cook. Yeah, one hundred ten yards for Cook. Justin Jefferson, sixty nine yards. Excuse me, Lamar Jackson, 120 on the ground, 266 in the air. Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell both got pretty good carries. Um, and um, Hollywood Brown, 116 yards. Um, uh, the Vikings are better than I expected. I mean, I am not sold on them. I'm telling you. I'm not, I'm not either, but they look good. They are good on paper. They got Thielen. They got uh, mm-hmm. Jefferson. They got a... I guess like a, a capable quarterback that can game manage. They have a great running game in Dalvin Cook. Offensive Dalvin Cook's excellent. Good. Defense can get after it. Kendricks, I like Kendricks. Yeah. But I mean, they are the Vikings. Yeah. I, right now, I think they have a chance to make the playoffs. Three and five, though. I mean, that's only and half game better way, than the Eagles. To, to answer your question, the bottom of the anytime touchdown for no touchdown, there is no existence. They expect uh, to score a touchdown. Check, um, check the first touchdown score odds. So I think the last one. Oh, that's not there either. Oh yeah, it is. Plus ten thousand. Oh geez, so five bucks wins you what? Five fifty, fifty, five hundred bucks. If you if you carry the five, let me see. It is five hundred bucks. Yeah. Wow. Here's the thing is for this one, no touchdown scored in the Thursday night game. Isaiah Ford has the same amount of odds. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> why not hedge? I don't even know who that is. I don't know either, but watch him get that was a touchdown. A, I thought that was a basketball player. Watch him get um, a touchdown. <laughs> take it. Uh, another low-scoring game. This one was a little bit more expected because the Chiefs have been sputtering a little bit, and the Packers are without their quarterback. Now, this is unfair. Oh, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see where they gave Jordan Love's mom a seat? Dude, I sports, I have because of work, I can't see anything. The first uh, start of Jordan Love's career, they put his mom in the very last row of the stadium. At the top? Uh, yeah, I'm going to send you the picture. Get the fuck out of here. Um, they, they showed her on the broadcast, and I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, excuse my French. That's wild. Um, the, cue the sting memes. Is this on Instagram? I'm going to text it to you real quick. Um, somebody... Ooh. Somebody, somebody took a picture of um, of the stadium from like a blimp outside the stadium, and and somebody re- quote tweeted it said, "Oh, Jordan Love's mom must have taken this picture." <laughs> they put her on the the very last row in the stadium. Is she the one on the far right? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't watch the whole video, but uh, it's so only he, 10 seconds long. <laughs> he he had a decent. <laughs> He had a decent little game, uh, 190 yeah. yards, one touchdown, one pick. They scored late. It was it was 13 nothing, and they scored to kind of make it close. Mahomes, 166 and a touchdown. Um, kind of a just a I don't even know. This game was just not entertaining. To answer my own question from that, <laughs> it's his girlfriend that's on the left. His mom looks pissed. Arms are crossed. Scolded look like she doesn't want to be here, and why the hell am I at the very top of the stadium? And she's on an aisle. At least she got that. 
At least she isn't sandwiched between two dumbasses. Yeah, but that just means she has to get up any time somebody wants to walk by. <laughs> that makes it um, worse. <laughs> the Cardinals defeating the 49ers, 31-17. James Conner, two touchdowns on the ground, one touchdown through the air. Colt McCoy, 22 for 26, 84% uh, completion percentage, 249 and a touchdown. The Cardinals, their depth has been, quite, has been you know, really thrown into uh, – into the fire because they were without Murray, they were without Hopkins, and then they were without J.J. Watt. And they played a division rival very well, and they beat them pretty handily. My Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, you have them making the playoffs, don't you? Yeah. That was like the first Uh, team I had in there. George Kittle, welcome back. Six catches, 101 on a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, six for 89 on a touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo, decent game. Uh, This was my lock. Titans plus seven and a half. They won by 12, 28, 16. Good for them. I'm telling you, dude, Derek Henry, I'm not going to say they don't need him, but they have enough talent there to get by without him. Dude, they, don't I think we've don't expect that. Yeah. Don't expect it to be a continuous thing, but this is a perfect example of it. Yeah. I think we mentioned this before. Like this team plays hard for Vrabel. He's one of those yeah. coaches that they just play hard for him. And after all their ridden seasons with the COVID and, the nonsense that goes on throughout the season. They play hard every game for this man. Yeah. No uh no Henry. This will be a testament of how this team plays going forward for the rest of the season. Especially with that division with the Colts. It's basically a race for the top. And I think out of that yeah. the winner of the division gets in. The loser doesn't even get in the playoffs. Looks like that's yeah. what it's gonna be. So they, um, the Titans lost the current best running back in the NFL, and they replaced him with the best running back in the NFL from 10 years ago when they signed Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, 10 carries for 21 yards and a touchdown. He, he get a touchdown. An Adrian Peterson Titans jersey is going to go down with like the, <laughs> the T.O. Bengals jersey, the Randy Moss Titans jersey, the, the Michael Vick Steelers jersey. Um, who else? Michael Vick as a Steeler. Wow. Antonio Brown, Raiders jersey. Like, there's just going to be so many obscure <laughs> jerseys. Um, but a- AP it was cool to see him back in the NFL, but he doesn't look the same. I mean, that for, for good reason, one. of course. It's week yeah. one, too, for him. So he needs to get his bearings back. Uh, Cooper Cup, 11 more catches for 95 yards. He's on pace to shatter like numerous records. And then the Monday night game actually turned into a decent game. How about the Chicago Bears going into? Pittsburgh and almost beating the Steelers. Justin Fields almost became the first quarterback to ever come back from a 14 point uh, second half deficit against Mike Tomlin. But uh, the Steelers held on. Their kicker recovered a fumble. That sounds like a a crazy stat, but they held on and won. Say that again? Their kicker kicker recovered a fumble. Um, There was a fumble on a a kick return and the kicker uh, fell on it. Uh, Najee Harris, 62 yards and a touchdown on the ground. He's an excellent player. Roethlisberger managed the game well enough. Fields looked really good. Um, they uh, had a chance to win that game, and they their defense just didn't hold on. Two news, breaking news, uh, final in OT. Uh, the Lakers beat the Heat by three points. Uh, Westbrook misses game winner as in uh, regulation. That's why it went to OT. So The woes of Westbrook continue. From the first basket attempt to the last one to win the game, uh, wow. but also there is a Kyle Lowry 
Yeah. There's a boo-boo in your uh, spreadsheet, but uh, continue with Kyle Lowry. Uh, Kyle Lowry played 46 minutes tonight. Jesus. That's a lot of minutes. I like him. He's probably my my favorite NBA player that I've met since working at the airport. Really? He is always a treat when he comes in. He flies in in the same plane. I guess he has like a deal with Canada flight. And it's always a treat. He tips, you know, pretty well, but he's always gracious with his time. And he understands. And then sometimes he'll fly in on a helicopter or fly out on a helicopter. Gracious as well. I drove his car. It took a nice flex to BMW. <laughs> and then his wife would also fly in a separate. So he'll fly in a bigger plane. His wife will come in in a smaller jet. Mm. And they'll meet up with their driver. He's the coolest one. Like, he's pretty dope. That's cool. Kyle Lowry, I like him. And he's a Philly boy, so. He's a likable guy. Uh, pretty much everybody that's ever played with him said he's a good teammate. Yeah, I wish he came to Philly, but at his age for the amount of money, no. But he's yeah. having fun in Miami, so good for him. All right. Where is my uh, my error here? Because um, I'm not supposed to make errors on spreadsheets. I hope my boss is not listening. Tennessee won the game 28-16. Yeah. You have it on the spreadsheet that the Rams won that game. So I would so I am five and Oh Christ. I am four and ten. I believe. Oh Christ. Or whatever this <laughs> Oh, that is not good. Let's uh let's let's pretend I didn't do that. So my woes continue. Oh tragic. All right, that changes everything. Oh yeah. I am now O and eight, O and nine, O and ten. And I have three W's. Will I have the win or not for the Chicago Pittsburgh game? That's where we were before we diverted a little bit. Uh, we both had Pittsburgh in that one, I believe. Yeah, we did. Uh, that was a that was a foregone conclusion. That was that a was tough a fun one. game, though, right? It was a very good game. Justin Fields, uh, like I just said, he almost became the first quarterback to ever come back from a fourteen point second half deficit against Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, which sounds like a lot of qualifiers, but still. Tomlin has been there for what ten years plus, and he's never blown a two a two touchdown lead in the second half at home. So, Fields he came back. He looked really good in the fourth quarter. This this opens a lot of questions. Uh, one, do we backtrack a little bit on the? Do we start the rookies off right away, or do we let them sit for an entire year? Because he started that game and it was rough, but he himself said the game felt slow to him. It was just a matter of, you know, getting his bearings. Because now, look at him now, what, three, four weeks in since starting? Yeah. He almost came back and beat the Steelers. I'm still in favor of letting them kind of marinate for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, if you have a good enough starter, if your starter is Andy Dalton, then whatever, start Fields. But if if your starter is Aaron Rodgers, of course. Uh, If your starter is Garoppolo, start Trey Lance. But if you have like a... A middle, like if it Kirk Cousins tier of quarterback, let's say the Vikings drafted a, like a rookie, I would still start Cousins or like a Carson Wentz or a Tannehill, like one of those guys. But if you have a rookie quarterback waiting and your starter is Andy Dalton or Jimmy Garoppolo or you know Sam Darnold, like maybe think about pulling the plug sooner. Jalen Hurts, um, yeah, well, and, Hurts is not much better than those guys. And my second one is. With a performance like that and, uh, oh, forgive me, Fields, he's progressing as the season goes on. Is this saving Maggie's job if they eke into the playoffs hmm. somehow? 
if he continues to progress, defense gets better and healthier, but the offense starts clicking with fields as it gets more comfortable. And Magny sees what the the pros of having fields is and use, you know, build the offense around his strengths. Does this save Magny's job? I think if they make the playoffs, maybe. What do you think? I think so as well. Because the rookie quarterback can go a long way. They'll give his opinion most likely. Like, hey, you're the future of this franchise, hopefully. Maybe um, give him a little bit of time to kind of figure it out. But who knows? Because it's looking bad for Magny until this. But yeah, that was the week. That was the NFL Week 9. The abomination that it was. We're going to flush that one down the toilet and forget about it. I went 4-10. <laughs> That's nasty to say. All right. Well, we're going to move on to Week 10. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, well, tonight, Baltimore at Miami. Um, Baltimore currently laying seven and a half, the over under 46 and a half. Baltimore's minus 390, Miami plus 310. Um, a couple stats here for you. Yeah. Uh, Miami is 28th in points per game. Baltimore is seventh. Points allowed per game. Both teams are in the bottom 10. Um, Miami 27th and Baltimore 21st. Yards per game. Pretty much complete opposites. Baltimore averaging over 120 more yards a game. They're second in the NFL. Jeez. Miami is uh, the third worst. And uh, obviously the best rushing offense in the NFL for the Ravens, the worst for Miami. Uh, time of possession, Baltimore is eighth, Miami 15th. Um, if it's helpful at all, Miami's a better third down team. They have only one... Uh, Miami has one more sack and one more interception than the Ravens, so that's that. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with Baltimore. Uh, I I don't like the seven and a half. I feel like it's gonna be closer than we think. I wouldn't be surprised. Baltimore just came out and had a tough one last week, though. I think they might blow them out. I, I I'm staying away from the line. I'll, I'll pick a winner. I think Baltimore wins. Buffalo but, versus Jacksonville. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, yeah. And then uh, first touchdown. I think I like Hollywood Brown. I was thinking about him too. Um, I think I'm gonna go with whoever the running back for Baltimore is, though, because it feels Lamar like Jackson. a safe bet. Yeah, right. Uh, they don't even have a uh, Lamar Jackson. They don't even have the first touchdown on here. Oh, yes, they do. Uh, Latavius Murray plus 750. Let's That's go with that. Bad. That's not bad at all, actually. Yeah, the problem is Devontae Freeman is right beneath him, so it could be either one of those two guys. Or it could just be Lamar. Actually, no, I have a dark horse. Let me see if I can find it. Just riff. The weather outside's nice. Devontae Freeman, a dolphin? I, I don't know what team he's on. I think he's a Raven. Because he's up there. Mark Andrews plus eight fifty. Let's lock that in. That's not bad. He, that's his. Yeah, I'm target. pretty sure he's a Raven. Who's the starter though, Devonte or Latavius? Uh, seems like they split because they had pretty similar uh, rushing numbers last week. Because I'm, I don't mind a Lamar Jackson two touchdowns, like him rushing two touchdowns. I could see that. That's plus seven hundred. That's the lowest. Uh, doesn't even seem worth it. Doesn't really. Uh, one last one. Lamar Jackson, one and a half touchdowns, minus one forty eight. 
what's the um what's the number for did you have touchdown props in front of you yeah what's baltimore's defense score touchdown plus probably like plus what five heavy no 390 not worth it not worth it um the funny thing is miami's not even on this list i was because they don't expect it they're expecting isaiah ford to get a better odds, we get plus eighteen hundred. As we keep saying this man's name, he's gonna get a touchdown. Watch. Oh, he, he's gonna score. Oh wait, never mind. I lied. Miami's in there. They're plus six fifty. Whoa, that's got to be a fumble because uh, Lamar's not throwing a pick six. <laughs> Possibly. Um, All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's gonna yeah, be a decent game, though. I think. I think it'll be a fun game. I think it hits the over. I'll be at the Sixers game though, so. There you go. I'll be at work. And then, uh, luckily, I'll be off on Friday. So I can't wait for Friday's episode. Friday's episode is going to be great because we're going to be refreshed. It's going to be middle of the day. And we're going to have fun. All right, sir. Attend this segment. I mean, the segment, Jesus, this episode. Wins and losses. I have one for each. And Me too. Not, not really too big. Um, I'll go first with my W. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Not only he is out of that toxicity of that is Cleveland, the city, <laughs> and all that shit, but he didn't go. He went through waivers. He didn't get claimed, so that's not good. But he's already stated that he wants to play for the Chiefs, Raiders, I believe, and Packers. I may be missing another team. He might get a job with the Packers. Like I said, that's a possibility of a landing spot because they only have Devontae Adams, and if he's out, you got Randall Cobb, Lazard, and Scantling, and, you know, ton. But uh, I have my W as OBJ. Even though he got let go of his job in Cleveland, now it's an exciting opportunity to be at a playoff team, which Cleveland is, but quarterback-wise, either Mahomes or... Aaron Rodgers is far better than Baker Mayfield, I would think. Yeah. Trevor Simeon, not so much, though. I saw the Saints are one of the three. That is true. Saints. That was the other team. Uh, so my W is, I don't know if this is this person's tattoo or if they're just showing a picture of someone else's tattoo. Somebody got Doodle Bob from SpongeBob <laughs> tattooed on their, looks like their leg. And Doodle Bob is instead of holding up the pencil, is holding up the Braves, um, the thing like the axe or whatever. And it's actually pretty well done. I mean, Doodle Bob looks like crap to start with, but this yeah. is a really well done tattoo. Um, I like the texture with the Braves. It's like very, I like it. Yeah. Obviously, we're not in favor of if the chant has like racial undertones and we're not a huge fan oh, yeah. of it. Sure. We're going to pretend that this isn't part of the chant. This is also part of the logo anyway, but. This is pretty cool because it's creative. It's not just like a trophy with Braves logo on it. Yeah, right. That says the year or anything like that. I do have a small W right after because I'm looking through my Twitter likes. Yeah. Um. So Carson Wentz is going to play Sunday. Um. He's going to miss his child's birth. Somebody quote tweeted the tweet and said he's going to miss that delivery like it's Miles Sanders in the flat. And I thought that was really funny. <laughs> oh, the internet's undefeated. I love these little jabs. Um, and then uh, a related W to that in impromptu. So um, Carson Wentz has played 99% of the snaps this year for um, the, the Titan, Titans, the, uh, the Colts. 
it needs to play 75% of the snaps or 70% of the snaps and the Colts can make the playoffs in order for the uh, Eagles. Eagles to get that pick. So he only has to play about four and a half more games or, I mean, so if he's keeping up this pace or just, you know, obviously keep playing all the snaps he can and the Eagles will get that pick. What a big win. We're just eking in the top. We have three picks in the top ten. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oof. Quarterback, safety, linebacker. Give that to me. Don't pick three offensive linemen. I would probably go ape shit. Yeah. Or trade all three to get somebody who's like aging. Yeah, don't give me Derek Carr. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Uh, my L, um, it's unfortunate, but it's going to be uh, Vikings running back Dalvin Cook. What the fuck, man? Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, we already touched on this, like, what, two episodes ago or maybe last episode with Henry Ruggs. These NFL players, ugh. I mean, this wasn't a drunk driving, but there's allegations from his former girlfriend uh, that he assaulted her. And I don't know if the Vikings are going to, you know, sit him down, if the NFL is going to get involved, because it's all legalities. But uh, Cook says, in quote, truth will come out. I just want everybody to know I'm the victim in this situation and the truth and the details about the situation will come out at some point. And he says that he was assaulted by her. So the L of the week goes to Dalvin Cook for me because that's just very messy when the significant other and there's abuse and allegations and assault going in there. And It's weird it's, um, because... We don't know yeah. what's going on. We don't. I'm not going to say that he is assaulting. That's all allegations. Yeah. But it's not good. Yeah. Not good. The weird thing is when it when it first hit, Schefter made it sound like he was the victim of domestic abuse, and it was his partner that was abusing him. Yeah. And then some more stuff came out that he was. I, I don't know. It, it's all. It's, it's very. I was perfect word. Yeah. It, it's very murky. There's a lot of uh, uncertainty right now. So I'm not going to really offer an opinion on it. But uh. Yeah, he's he's never struck me as that kind of person. But then again, how many For of sure. these guys? Have, how many of these guys have? And you know, with CTE, running yeah. back, you, and you don't know the context of what's going on. Maybe yeah. it's just bad. But abuse is abuse, yeah. and it's not and good. He's also spent plenty of time at home the last few years because he's been injured so much. Yeah. Um. So it, who knows what that can do to your mental health and everything? Yeah. And your 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 relationships with people. I'm not, I'm not saying that to be an asshole, but uh that he's been home so much, but like he, he's been home so much because he has been hurt and it, being away from your, what you love to do could be taking a toll on your, yeah. And it could take a toll on your, your, uh, your mental health. So hopefully they get the help they need. Hopefully sure. nobody is like physically or emotionally scarred too long. Um, who knows how long that is a, how, how long the effects of that will linger, but hopefully that gets all squared away and, you know, it, it, it in a positive way. For sure. Um, my L is going to be Scotty Pippen uh, <laughs> because he is putting his foot in his big, huge mouth again. This guy was one of my favorite players of all time until they decided to put a microphone in front of his face because he just spews off bad take after bad take. Now he says he was better than Jordan. Um, he, he's kind of right in the sense that Jordan never really did anything without him, but he pretty much said Jordan was nothing without his uh his role players and it's obvious that's probably not true i mean a little bit i mean but it's just the fact that he's so pompous and so stupid that 
that's what you know makes me want to hand him the L. I wonder. I wonder if this has always been brewing in him, or because of the, the last dance and the popularity of it. Yeah, that it's just he's coming out now with it. Like it rubbed him the wrong way. How it came out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Either yeah. he felt like this always, or because of the last last dance scrutiny, he's reacting from that point of how he came off of, and now he's just taking it in that direction. Does he have a book coming out? I wouldn't be surprised. I w- because I the way he's making waves, yeah. Uh, book tour. That was around. my first. That was my first thought. Is you know he's he's spewing off of the mouth, just shooting garbage everywhere. He, he's got to have something he's plugging. I wouldn't be whether surprised. it be a book or an app or a podcast or something. Who knows? You hear it all. My tell-all book coming out on Barnes and Nobles. Yeah. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Scotty Pippen. I mean, he wasn't great on the jump either. So. Yeah, he was terrible on that show. I mean, he wasn't bad as Windhorse. Windhorse was, you know, foaming at the mouth. Windhorse is, is, yeah, Windhorse is basically LeBron's little chromie. And then, you know, Rachel Nichols and her issues with, uh, you know, up-and-coming talent and uh, her favorite uh, butler. And all of that stuff about Maria Taylor, and Maria Taylor got moved to uh, to NBC anyway, so. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. She didn't need that nonsense at ESPN anyway. Yeah, ESPN, the motherhood, the mothership is uh, the motherhood. The mothership is just full of crap. And they have like five regular names and then just a bunch of like vanilla faces. They're all like, you know, young and they just want to, it's my dream job. I'm ESPN, I'm at ESPN. But, uh, yeah. you know, working for Disney, there. who's going to be unfrozen at some point. Yeah, right. Disney, Amazon. Netflix, Facebook, or excuse me, Meta. Meta. Run the world. Meta world peace. Meta world peace. Um, well, this has been a, a fun little one. I mean, it was long, but in terms of the content we covered, we're, we're getting better at this, folks. <laughs> Just the yeah, lengthwise is still long, but. Another one coming Friday. I think it's about, what, 90 minutes? About, yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's like the sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, Friday's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more of the upcoming NFL week. We'll have a top five for you. We haven't determined what it'll be yet. I think the the closer we choose that to the episode, the better because it helps us to uh, it helps with the spontaneity of it. Yeah. Uh, we'll preview some college and NFL. We'll preview the Sixers. Um, we'll review tomorrow's game. Joel can give us his uh, his firsthand review as he'll be there. Oh yeah. Um. I don't know when baseball awards are going to come out, but we'll get into a little bit of the uh, the ones that have oh, the yeah. Hank Aaron and everything. And I don't know when mention. they're yeah I don't know when they're going to announce any of this stuff though. Shout out to Zach Wheeler and uh, our boy. Yeah, both uh, finalists. Yeah, uh, Bryce Harper. That is. Yeah, yeah, Bryce Harper. Excuse me. Yes, Bryce Harper, not uh, yeah. Hoskins or McCutcheon, formerly Philly, but uh, yeah, Harper and Wheeler. Getting mentions out there. Forgot about that one. Good call. Yeah. But we'll jump into that a little bit. And then if anything comes out in the next few days, whether it be with uh with BS, Henry Ruggs, Odell Beckham, I'm sure we'll sign somewhere. Um yeah, who knows? Yeah, for sure. But, but we'll uh, be here every step of the way. And you'll get the uh first hand uh review, like Rob said, from my time in WFC, Wells Fargo Center. It's going to be fun. My first time ever being inside that place. 
Yeah, have fun. you're gonna have a lot of fun. Is parking a bitch? Um, you normally, like Uber or something, since you live. It, there. If you're driving there, yeah, I would. I would probably say whatever time you think you have to leave, leave a half hour sooner. Um, I don't know how long the drive is from where you are, but from me where I live now, it's about forty-five. So I leave about an hour and fifteen before I leave a half hour like earlier than I realize I have to. It's like five o'clock sometimes. See, I was thinking about four to four thirty. Cause I don't know how the traffic getting there because it's gonna be a rush hour from leaving from South yeah. Jersey. Atlantic you're gonna City. need yeah, you're gonna need to give yourself some time. Um you can but pay it, with card. Everyone's but, looking um, at me like crazy. Like why are we leaving that early? I'm like I like to be there early enough that I'm I don't have to worry about stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, but, you can. Uh, we we cut it pretty close when we got to uh, we got to opening night. Well, like opening we, night is home. Yeah, but mess. we should have been there sooner. Um, yeah. Parking is not too terrible if you're patient, but if you're there early enough, it won't be a problem. Yeah, I think you need. Uh, I think you need a mask to get into the building, but they don't really care once you're in there. I'll be fine. They have them at. The, they have them at the metal detectors though. If you need them. I'm gonna carry my COVID <laughs> vaccination card. Like, look, I'm, I'm COVID. I took my two shots. Fuck yeah. that third one. I got my two. I'm out of here. All right, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> no, I've been euthanized or whatever, immunized. But however he said it, immunized. <laughs> yeah, not euthanized. Not to get confused. Uh, but uh, well, yeah. what was the? There's something I, I read something. Um. Said the for the second straight year the Packers don't get a shot down the stretch or something like that. All of this just for them to lose in the NFC title game again. <laughs> oh man, Friday can't come any sooner. It's been fun. Yeah. Hey, Thursday can't come sooner. I get to sleep in a little bit. And your niece is off from work because it's Veterans Day, so I mean it is Thursday technically. We get the, uh, I get to hang out with the pups until twelve thirty, and then I go into work. Then I got Friday off. Dude, we gotta go to a game one day. We do. We gotta go to one game one day. Hopefully, if this new hire pans out, if you're listening, hopefully you are you know <laughs> helping us out because my guy needs to go to a game with his co-host. Yeah, we got to do a a live live fight on the way home. As I get mad at the uh, the morons that can't drive. <laughs> oh, uh, so parking's not so bad. Leaving's a pain in the nuts. Um, you got to be prepared to wait. I'm thinking, if the game's out of hand by the fourth quarter, like start wise, I might just commit them like, "Hey, let's beat traffic. Let's get the heck out of here." Fourth quarter is about to start, sure, but look at the game. Yeah. The uh, opening night, we went um, in the fourth quarter. It was like maybe three minutes left uh, or maybe like two minutes left. As soon as Brooklyn took the lead, something happened. Curry went to the free throw line, missed the first free throw. I said, if he misses the first free throw, we're leaving. He missed the first free throw. We got out of there. We got out of that parking lot in less than 10 minutes. So if you time it well, you're good. That's what I'm looking forward to, just getting out of there. And then I might just go to Tropicana right after that and just like go to Wet Willie's, have a drink. Oh, there's a chickens and pizza right around the corner too. But my lady friend's in AC. True. She's not coming. It's going to be like a guy's night. I'm like, all right. As soon as I'm done, I'm out of there. I'm going to see her. 
Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, because yeah, you're, you're off the next day too. Yeah. Um, but before I know we're signing off, which try sign off, but we're still going. Um, the city jerseys, baby. I can't wait till they are released. I am going to buy me one, maybe two, if the price is right. Yeah. And I'll even buy one from China as well. I I will provide you with the Chinese one. Please do. I need I need I a maxi with two X's in there, or and Embiid with one I. I I'm good with it. Embiid number twelve. Jesus, what? A, how do you drop the ball and Tobias Harris is the best player on the team? What's going on? I'm trying to think if I have any bad. I don't have any bad uh, basketball jerseys. The only jersey I've ever I've gotten two bad ones from China. One was an Andrew McCutcheon jersey that says McCutcheon, UN. <laughs> And then one's a Roquan Smith Bears jersey where the Smith is like on a on a slant. Like, <laughs> like you have to use like Y equals MX plus B to figure out what his last name is. And it, it's bad. Oh, all right. We're gonna sign off right now, but if can you guess who's the number one seed in the Eastern Conference for the NBA? Is it not Philly anymore? It's not Philly. Did the Lakers win tonight? Eastern Conference. Yeah, well, I mean, did, did Miami win tonight? Oh no, they lost. Oh, is it? It's not Charlotte, is it? No, it is your Washington Wizards. Oh, just like we all predicted. Oh wow, I can't believe it. Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, single-handedly putting that team on his back. Wait, that's gonna be a fun little trivia game to play for the next like three weeks. Guess who the top seeded team is in X division of X League? I mean, to be fair, uh, Chicago Bulls have the same record, but they have the Wizards at number one, Chicago number two. Hey, never so, works. Your Sixers are at number four, though. Let's go. Okay. They'll, they'll bounce the back. Nets. They'll bounce back. Cleveland number six, by the way. Gross. Whoa. Well, we'll talk to you Friday. A lot of good stuff on the, uh, on the docket for Friday. Um, Joel, have fun tomorrow night. Yes, sir, I will. I will be, I'll be sharing, I'll be on the Instagram at PA underscore turnpot. I'll be throwing some pics up there. Watch. There it's going to be go. fun. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Yeah. We'll, we'll start doing that when we, especially Robbie goes to many uh, sporting events. We'll uh, throw on yeah, the, the, the The internet sucks there though for my, for my provider. So getting a hotspot. Somebody's hotspot. Yeah, you might, may as well. All right, guys. We'll see you Friday. Adios. Trust the podcast.